0: Listen folks, I hope none of you were among those who reacted hysterically when news broke that Elon Musk had consummated his deal to buy Twitter. Because as I watched that mass hysteria unfold, I could not help thinking that what we've got here is a failure to appreciate. And yes, Perhaps that was because I was reading Paul Newman's riveting memoir The Extraordinary Life of an Ordinary Man released around the same time and Cool Hand Luke happens to be one of my favorite movies of all time. But here's what I mean. People reacted to Elon taking over Twitter like they would have if Trump had taken over the White House in a bloodless coup. Only that explains Grey's Anatomy creator Shonda Rhimes, leading high-profile users in making a show of greeting Elon becoming Chief Twit by tweeting farewell to their Twitter followers. Because they would have you believe that only MAGA fools would trust their narcissistic tweets in the hands of a narcissist like Elon. (laughs) But, talk about a failure to appreciate. Folks, this is the same Elon who the U.S. trusts to build self-driving cars, who NATO and Ukraine trust to provide satellites to help them fend off Russia's genocidal onslaught, who the U.S., Japan, and Russia all trust to shuttle astronauts and cosmonauts to the International Space Station. And I could go on. But you get the point. Now, this is not to say that Elon hasn't given Twitter users many reasons to worry. After all, he seems pathologically disposed to antics intended only to show that while his genius makes Henry Ford and Thomas Edison look like slackers, It also makes P.T. Barnum and Donald J. Trump look like saints. (laughs) For example, I just alluded to the war Russia is waging in Ukraine. It has the potential of escalating every day into the type of worldwide conflagration Germany caused with its invasion of Poland in 1939. Only the fallout would be Armageddon next time, as President Biden duly warned recently. Yet there was Elon, tweeting congratulations to Dmitry Medvedev, the former Russian President and current Deputy Head of its warmongering Security Council, for trolling the former British Prime Minister Liz Truss. and. Medvedev did this by mocking her for not lasting longer in office than a head of letters. (laughs) Far worse, though, is that in that same Twitter exchange on October 20, Elon then asked, How is it going in Bakhmut? (laughs) To which Medvedev replied, As any comrade would. See you in Moscow on Victory Day! Which, of course, is the historical and moral equivalent of Charles Lindbergh, asking Heinrich Himmler during World War II, How is it going in Auschwitz? Even so, the Elon-funded satellites I referenced earlier are enabling the Ukrainians to send drones not just to blow up Russian ships but to kill Russians on battlefields all over Ukraine. So you have to wonder why Medvedev would want to be caught dead, being so chummy with Elon. Yet there he was, too. For his part. Elon famously hinted, during his self-indulgent gig on Saturday Night Live last year, that the very Asperger's that makes him freakishly inventive also makes him fiendishly stupid. (laughs) And truth be told, that's as good an explanation as any for this richest and arguably smartest man in the world, doing so many plainly stupid things. Those things have ranged from needlessly pumping and dumping cryptocurrencies to recklessly inciting anti-vaxxer Canadian truckers in their misguided efforts to ape Jan-6 MAGA insurrectionists by attempting to overthrow the Canadian government. Of course it's debatable Whether his insane wealth or Asperger's, which manifests in sociopathic and often racist ways, is more to blame. But Elon seems completely devoid of empathy and unconcerned about the consequences of his actions. Actions, for example, like publishing a tweet just last week, insinuating that the MAGA idiot who attacked Speaker Nancy Pelosi's 82-year-old husband was actually his gay lover. (laughs) Yeah, Elon thought that was a hoot. And so did the 28,000 twits who retweeted his tweet before he came to his senses and pressed delete. Which brings me back to the hysterical virtue signaling that has so many people quitting Twitter. After all, a yellow light for them should have been the letter Elon sent to dear Twitter advertisers the day before he closed on this deal. Because in it, he duly assured everyone that Twitter obviously cannot become the free-for-all hellscape where anything can be said with, wait for it, no consequences. <laughs> End quote. Of course, Elon led everyone to believe he bought Twitter. Precisely so, he and fellow twits could tweet their racial slurs, QAnon conspiracies, and outrages, own the libs' lies and insults without fear. Of being cancelled yet here he was now as chief twit acting like a woke lib by deleting the very kind of unhinged tweet Republicans believe should define public debate in the American dystopia they are all jonesing for but his letter makes clear that despite his billions and bravado elon's bark is far worse than his bite and that like kanye he knows even he is not too big to cancel which compels me to digress for a moment because as you no doubt know the maganutters who form the base of the republican party still call themselves Christian conservatives. But they have so lost their way that Republican Jan 6 Committee member Adam Kinzinger decried them for mocking Pelosi's husband instead of condemning his attacker by tweeting that Cruelty is the point. The crueler you are, the better your conservative creds. (laughs) More to the point, though, Elon's deletion showed that, like Trump, he's just a bullying coward. Everyone knows Trump became infamous for bellowing You're fired! on his reality TV show, The Apprentice. But what you may not know is that, in reality... He's such a coward, he always enlisted others to fire staffers he found insufficiently loyal to him as President of the United States. In a similar vein, Elon, the free speech absolutist, has already called in the Thought Police in the form of a Facebook-like content moderation council to protect his bottom line which is just his cowardly way of enlisting others to tell Trump that he's still too toxic to be on Twitter. This is why, in so many ways, Twitter seems bound to end up being no different from Facebook. Or, given how beholden Elon is to China for his wealth, perhaps I should say, it will end up being no different from Chinese-controlled TikTok. Not that Elon isn't doing his damnedest to make drastic changes, mind you, except that he's doing little more than vindicating my contention that he has to be the dumbest genius in the history of mankind, because only that explains this. He floated a plan to charge Twitter users $20 a month to maintain the signature blue verification checkmark next to their account name. Stephen King, the legendary horror writer, reacted by tweeting indignantly, "'Fuck that! I'm gone!' (laughs) Then another user questioned why he was being so cheap." King insisted that his reaction had nothing to do with money. It was a matter of principle. His principle being that Elon should be paying people like him to use Twitter. (laughs) Given that, clearly the smart thing for Elon would have been to either stick with his $20 or scrap it instead he replied to king by tweeting we need to pay for the bills somehow how about eight (laughs) except why not sixteen or twelve or ten for christ's sake I mean, what kind of genius bargains from 20 directly to (laughs) 8? Yet, that's exactly what Elon ended up doing, stupidly thinking that would make it more acceptable. But, if it was an insult to charge 20 to tweet, wouldn't common sense warn that it would be an even greater insult to charge 20? Eight. That Elon cheapened the value he placed on King's Principle was dumb enough. But he also reduced the amount of revenue he will now be able to collect to pay bills, as he pleaded, from users who would probably have paid 40 for that blue verification mark. <laughs> Apropos of which, We shall soon see if King's Twitter addiction is so acute that he subjects himself to Elon's humiliating valuation by swallowing his pride and paying on the cheap for the treat to tweet. And not to mention the looming humiliation of world leaders whose tweets about world affairs will soon be competing for likes with nude pictures of their daughters. (laughs) Because Elon seems hell-bent on monetizing Twitter by turning it into a one-stop mishmash of Facebook, WhatsApp, OnlyFans the aforementioned TikTok, and even (laughs) Pornhub. Evil genius, indeed. I'm on record saying that, given the way he routinely trashed Twitter, Elon would be greeted with a poisoned chalice, staffed by homebodies lying in wait to mutiny against him. But he reportedly walked in on day one as Chief Twit with 50 loyal engineers from Tesla. And that might strike some of you as a smart move until you learn about the dumb move he made today because he cut half of the very employees he needs to ensure that Twitter does not become the free-for-all hellscape, which will cause those dear advertisers to cut him the way he just cut those employees. Unsurprisingly, they have already filed a class-action lawsuit claiming wrongful termination under the federal law that requires 60 days' notice for employees. And, thanks to Elon doing dumb and dumber things, they have a good case, which means that his money pit purchase of this company for 44 billion will now cost him billions more. Apropos of which, I feel obliged to also note here that it's probably only a matter of time before Elon's notorious lack of empathy makes the few blacks who remain employed at Twitter feel so aggrieved that they file the kind of racial discrimination lawsuits their counterparts at Tesla and SpaceX have filed. Regular readers of my blog know of my abiding aversion to Twitter. Here, for example, is what I wrote in a post titled emphatically enough Why I Hate Twitter on February 1, 2013. Twitter has about as much redeeming value as Twinkies and the mainstream media are no better than hostess in this respect. Because the contrived tweets, i.e. junk thoughts, of self-promoting buffoons like Trump, would never enter public consciousness, let alone public discourse, if networks like Fox News did not routinely report them as... Breaking news. I simply cannot overstate this vicious symbiosis between Twitter and the mainstream media, because it explains not only Representative Kinsinger's lament about cruelty being the point of public service among Republicans these days but also why Republicans like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who do nothing but troll Democrats on social media, are more famous than those like Liz Cheney, who actually attempt to legislate for the general welfare. After all, it's as if Republicans like Greene and Troller-in-Chief Donald Trump Wake up every morning thinking of the most outrageous things to tweet, knowing full well that, like Pavlovian dogs, talking heads on CNN, MSNBC, and other mainstream media, will spend all day venting faux outrage about it. (laughs) For ratings... Then, of course, there are the monkey-see-monkey-do ordinary folks, which is why every twittering twit in the Twitterverse seems to think the only way to get the attention they all seem to crave is to be as cruel, contentious, and or racist as possible. And don't get me started on the twits, who seem to think no thought, expression, or deed, no matter how personal or intimate, has any redeeming value unless it's posted on social media. I mean, have you noticed, for example, that tweets of condolences often seem intended more to draw attention to those tweeting them than to comfort those who should be receiving them. Even so, I readily concede that Twitter does have some redeeming value. Foremost, it's a very useful global message board for political leaders and political protesters alike. and. As most users would attest, it's great for business advertising and self-promotion. Unfortunately, as influential people like Trump, Elon and Medvedev have demonstrated time and again, Twitter too often reduces public debate to little more than juvenile snark. This is why, unlike those now jumping off that platform, I never jumped on. More importantly though, between disgruntled mutineers bedeviling his management, racist trolls scaring his advertisers, and aggrieved minorities exposing his own racism, I think Asperger Elon will decide within six months that Twitter has become like his Hyperloop, a boring, money-losing failure, and he too will jump off accordingly. That's it. Subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcasts. And for thought-provoking commentaries often laced with humor, I invite you to visit my blog at www.ipjn.com. Thank you for listening, and until the next Talking Opinions, goodbye.